What's good, Divine Gang Gang? I was so excited. I thought I already had pressed on it and was starting to have a full-blown conversation with you, honey child. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so I just finished recording my um, regular Thursday Wealth Oracle. Um, I thought it was beautiful. Um, but I, one of the things I'm going to go ahead and, and say here as I'm pulling up the articles is I've been led to really push the message that we need to get on our magi three wise men three wise women energy um and one of the things that's starting to make sense for me is they knew to find jesus because they were following the placements of the stars. It tells you right there in the scripture. It's smack dab in the middle of your face. But your pastor not going to tell you that though. Why are they so opposed? Why are the world religions and the powers that be don't want to tell you? Because there really should have been more people ready for this blessing. Should have been more people excited. You know, and filled with hope. And if you even start to think about that whole thing that happened, it's like um, I mentioned in my last podcast and how we just had the Neowise Comet. It was either last year or this year come through. But the last time that Neowise Comet came through was around the time Jesus was born. Beyonce released her, um, her album, her CD around that time. But I knew that she's, I've been been knowing she's tapped into those type of um, spiritual placement um, alignments and astrology. But in one of the trailers, um, in one of the trailers for something she did, it was a, it was a, um, it was a comet that was coming to earth. But by the time it, it was started to hit the atmosphere, right? Um, it turned into a baby, like a child. And I already knew what was up. I was like, and she released it around that time. But can you imagine what it was like for, you know, it, it's completely different when you're the Magi, when, what I'm about to say, when you're the Magi versus you're in that community, right? Um, remember that Mary and Joseph had to go make this long travel to go pay taxes, I think it was. Um, And then, don't quote me on that, but things were not going very well for them. So they got a message of hope from the Magi. But for everybody else, all they knew is that all of a sudden there's turmoil and chaos. And this pilot guy the the pharaoh or herod i think it was herod is just killing everybody's babies left and right from ages one to three and to you it's like for no reason but can you understand like if more of us had understood what it was what it was really going down we would have known to hide your child hide your son hide your, you know what i'm saying because they they come in for everybody out here they would have known but with that, they would have known that there was a spirit of hope, right? Because the Magi went away knowing like, yo, when this child grows up, this that's the king right there. He's going to transform everything, change people's lives. 
And but you could tell that they moved in that energy and it manifested itself into wealth based on the gifts that they gave. If you really want to tap into things, um, like I've mentioned before, I have the I have frankincense and I have myrrh oil, right? When you start to research the properties, the spiritual properties behind it and how expensive that stuff is when it's authentic, because you can get it on Amazon for like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever. But the energy they were dealing with, being able to finance their travel to get there and it made it sound like they were rich and wealthy. They gave them gold, right? It's like they understood how to work with the energy when they say, oh, it's a retrograde in Venus coming up with, with the Taurus placement. There's going to be a reversal of wealth. You're going to move different. You see what I'm saying? You're going to be prepared for things. And so with us going into the age of Aquarius, and I've been kind of saying that, but the pieces are starting to fall for me as it is for you. Oh, you guys, just bear with me. I'm going to, there's there's at least three articles that I saw that I want to share with you about the um, new moon in Scorpio, right? So I maybe feel a little bit guilty because I feel like I'm just dropping this on you today on the 4th. Um, but take it for what it is. Let's leverage the energy and then maybe moving ahead, I can start to get in front of, okay, we have a full moon coming in this. We have a new moon coming in this. What does that mean? What do we need to prepare for? I've been talking to you guys a lot about what you need to do for the Venus retrograde. It's going to be dealing with relationships. I already knew that. uh, Divine masculines are going to go through it first and then divine feminines. But They're going to be revisiting old things, revisiting old conversations, tying up any loose ends. But when that energy goes direct, um, if you were to look into Venus retrograde, they're saying that that happens every 18 months. And that's out of that comes marriages. Okay, boom. You know what that means. You also know retrograde means that there could be some difficulty. It can mean that there's the resurfacing of exes. But what I really wanted to tap into is also... When I was researching it, I saw that there was going to be um, retrograde in, in communication with your boss, your work situation, co-workers. Okay, so boom. Um, we just got out of a Jupiter and Mars retrograde, Jupiter and Mercury retrograde, right? And things went direct. That means that things started to clear up. Um, and everything is going well right now. So if you are paying attention, you're like, well, everything is going really good right now, but I know there's a difficult spot and difficult energy that's going to be coming up in December. So right now, what you're doing is you are, when you send those emails, you're making sure you have documentation of everything you said. And I, I guarantee it's going to be funny if we start to have conversations with each other in January of next year you're going to be in a place where you can say, oh yeah, I knew that the mercury was direct. And so I know that um, it's one thing to to tell your boss or your coworkers, do this, this, and this, but you already know, okay, difficult energy is coming ahead. Let me document. <laughs> Let me document exactly what I said. I said A, B, and C. Because if you guys are kind of petty like me, and I did 20 years of working administrative assistant, working, supervising different people, having to do reports, having to do presentations, having to get stuff done. What's fitting to happen in December is you're going to have a bunch of emails going out saying, 
as per my email. Like I said before, no, that's not what I said. Let me give you the receipt. Let me show you the invoice. But you're prepared for it. And so do you see how that can do nothing but just add to your pocket and add to a better life for you? And so can you see why it's going to be important for us moving forward to understand the energy that we're dealing with, the astrology that we're dealing with, the placement of the stars? I'm going to encourage you to to tap into your natal chart and understand things. I kind of mentioned this before in the the last podcast, but it's kind of like um, things are going to, when you pull your natal chart, you learn not to be discouraged because it's like you, you're going to learn the lessons regardless. I have learned that. So in my natal chart, I have where it has reversal of um, finances. If you have a Virgo rising, um, you're going to have complications, but it doesn't mean that you can't overcome it. It just means that you have to navigate through that energy a little bit differently, right? So I remember I've shared my, my situation with you guys on several instances, but I had been trained not only in... in um, in school, they had taught us, I went to, did my master's in business administration, and they told us, diversify your portfolio. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, um, if you have, like, in my case, it was 100000 I should have done, you know, four properties for 25000 each. And knowing what I know now, probably not even with the same company, I should have had, like, maybe two realtors. So then that way, if one person is shady... I would have been okay, right? Um, and I'd like to think that if I if I knew the blueprint of what I was working with, you, I want to believe that I would have been paying much more attention to my, anything having to do with my finances to try to protect it because then I would have been like, well, I know I have a reversal of, of finances coming in. Um, and so I'm not going to throw all 100000 at you and have a reversal on full 25,000. Like, even if I had known that going into like, let's say we're going into December, and I know there's a reversal in finances, and I don't know which side of the, you know, which shoe is going to fall, but there's a possibility. It's like, okay, I'm going to just throw 25 at it. And if it gets reversed, it's only 25. I still have 75% of work with you see what I'm saying. So it's like, all of these things are scripted and, and unfold for us. I had mentioned that, um, one of the things with with um, the energy that we're going through right now, it's not going to be all easy. There's people provoking you and saying things with their whole entire chest and being petty with you and stunting on you and competing with you when you're probably at one of the lowest points in your life. But because of what I know coming ahead, I'm like, I'm just steady sitting here laughing because I know reversal of funds are coming in December. So let, let this table of abundance be prepared before me in the presence of my enemies one of the things i looked up since i did that podcast was the wheel of fortune if you look up the um energy for wheel of fortune it's some beautiful energy on there because what made me want to look at it is it kind of does look like it has zodiac signs on there um it does have scorpio on there and i think it has mars it has mars leo and aquarius on there on the wheel of fortune but it's the whole idea that you know things happen in cycles nothing is forever so i know this is like a little bit of a long intro but i'm learning to trust the spirit and the flow um so 
I know that this is going to be long, um, but if you're here for the lesson, you're here for the lesson. So let's get into it. I had pulled, like I said, three articles on what to expect for November new moon. Um, right now I'm only seeing one, but let's go with, with this one. And I, I always know how to get back to point. I know, I know how to get back to where I need to. So let's start off with, okay, there's one, there's two. Let's start off with this one. This one is nice because it has for each of the signs, right? So uh, this one is by the New York Post. It says the new moon in November 2021 brings new beginnings in Scorpio. So you're welcome to check out the intro, um, but I had kind of eyeballed it a little bit. And there's a part that says, um, while full moons are about completion, ending and and fruition, <laughs> I'm reading by dark, you guys, the new moon is when we set course and scatter seeds. And I, that's funny because I was talking about how I really do feel like I'm out here plowing in these fields with a bag of seeds and I'm just planting. All I'm doing right now is I'm just planting and putting seed money here, putting money in investment here, you know. Um, I'm putting money into different places, different kinds of seeds for different outcomes. So we set the course and scatter seeds. Just as the darkest earth is the richest soil. Ooh, come on, uh, you guys. I kind of eyeball things, but then I go into it raw with you guys. The darkest earth is the richest soil. The darkness of the new moon allows us to dig into desire until dreams. And when I just did the um, Oracle reading on um, on the Wealth Podcast, it's inviting us. Divine Source is really gently prodding us. Dig into your desire until the dreams. And you guys, what they mean by till dreams, it goes back to that plowing energy. Um, when when um, think back to it way back in the days, like Bible times, right? But they had this, um, it was like a contraption with like um, long, like circular wheels, but it had spokes in it that would dig up the dirt. Like when you would push it, it would kind of like tear up the dirt. Um, that's what they mean by till the dream, right? It's really digging in there and bringing things up to the surface and fresh energy and making the soil more prepared for your dreams. That's what they mean by tilling, till the dreams, right? Um, it says, we cannot look to the light of the moon to guide us during this time. So we must instead look inward for illumination. Wow, I freaking love that. I'm going to read it again. We cannot look to the light of the moon to guide us during this time. So we must instead look inward for illumination. This is going to be a long podcast, but hey, let's let's really get into it, right? Because sometimes we can be so frustrated when things around us are dark, but that's because we're trusting our sight. We're looking to see things around us. And this is funny because when I pulled that card that was talking about the mirror, that is requiring you to look with what your eyes can see. And maybe the energy, part of the reason why we're so hesitant is because we really like, it's funny, I'm sitting here in the dark in my room and I have my makeup mirror next to me and it has like all the little makeup, like the the different light settings around it. 
but I, it's so funny. I'm looking, I turn my head to look at it and it's dark. So if I were to go and sit in front of my mirror right now, trying to follow this message, talking about look in the mirror and look at my eyebrows and do I need to wash my face, brush my teeth, take out eye boogers, um, you know, what kind of eyeshadow am I going to put it, what eyeliner, that mirror is not going to serve me no good because it's going to be dark. It's going to be dark. And so if we take this analogy a little bit further, we get frustrated with the darkness, but divine source is really inviting us to tap into that third eye. A lot of these messages that I've been giving, if you're part of the journey with me, it's going to start to make sense. Um, there was a, a, a reading I did for a lover's oracle like a while back, like maybe like 10 podcasts back. But one of the images that was on there is the woman had her third eye was illuminated. So we're being called to tap into the inward, our third eye. That is some deep stuff because now you're not just going off of what your eye can see. And the truth is some of us could really get around what we need to um, with extra sensory you know, paying attention to your intuition. I could feel my face and feel if it's smooth. I can feel and see if I don't have to look necessarily and see that there's eye boogers. I can check my eyes and feel them out. I can kind of groom my eyebrows and brush them up a little bit. You know, I can feel if my lips are chopped. I can feel if my teeth need to be brushed. I'm still getting the same outcome, but I'm paying attention to the extra sensory. I think this is really cool too because it's it's kind of reminding you that you have so many more senses that we're not using. A lot of us just rely on, on what our eyes see. But what about feel? What about hearing? Like when I talk a lot about even with the dating and inviting someone to your table, you're looking at someone and you're not even seeing them. Like it's almost like you're blind. You're hearing somebody, but you're not even hearing them. So this is telling you that when things are dark, it's inviting you to tap into all these other extra sensories that you have. It's, it's asking you to recall certain things to still push through and push ahead. A lot of you guys, if you've watched, you know, I've had my fair share of watching those ninja movies with my brothers and stuff like that. It's just bound to happen. But you always notice that they become masters because they start to really legit move differently because now they're hearing and seeing and feeling like you can even feel the, the, the when somebody's walking up behind you. <laughs> to the everyday person, they can be walking up and down the streets of New York but when you're in that type of training, like you can feel when somebody's coming up behind you with bad intentions and it's just something that tells you turn around and block. You know, that, that, that's, that's freaking deep. Okay. So anyways, it says the sign, the sign the new moon falls in imbues it with energy and serves to guide us in our observances. So what they mean here by imbues is kind of like it imparts those extra properties to it, right? So because we're going into the new moon in Scorpio, we're going to be taking on the properties of that Scorpio um, energy. So it says in its purest form, Scorpio energy is about transformation. And that's what I was talking about when, um, if you guys listen to the Oracle reading, 
that transform card came up. So that is so cool because that's just confirmation that you're going to get the message, whether you get the Oracle reading, whether you're into new moons um, or in, a, you know, it's going to come up on your YouTube, a friend is going to tell you, but this energy is about transformation, honoring what has passed while resolutely working towards what might yet be. Seriously, Scorpio poet and Sexton bows to both in her poem. I'm going to skip that. You're welcome to read it. I'm just being led to just skip past it. Um, let's see. In the last 10 minutes, I'm going to do the, the 12 signs. And then um, there's two more articles. So, And you know the segments are only 30 minutes. So for Aries, this new moon activates your eighth house of sex, death, and magic. The focus for you this go-around is less about action and more about peering into the parts of yourself that require more coaxing. You'll need all you need to achieve. You'll need all of you to achieve all you need. So get to work talking to your shadows and listening closely to the echo of your answers. Taurus, this Scorpio new moon falls in your seventh house of partnerships, bull babies. Um, the lesson for you is to go deep or go home alone. <laughs> the time is prime for you to surrender to the kind of intimacy that can only come from sharing your wounds and allowing another person to address, another person attend to their dressings. Gemini, with the new moon falling in your sixth house of daily habits, you're called to question how mundane routines can be ritualized in order to to serve you on a deeper level. Even the simple act of folding laundry can be elevated by considering the way what you wear determines how you conceal and reveal yourself. Ooh, that is deep. Remember we're talking about how somebody, you can tell how somebody is just by looking at them. Like that was a whole word right there for divine feminines and masculines. When you go on a date, how they're dressed uh, determines how they conceal and reveal themselves. That that's that's a whole word right there for real. That's a whole podcast. This uh, lunation. So this is still relating to. Oh no, this is for Cancer. Okay, so for Cancer, it says this lunation is moving through your fifth house of creativity and pleasure. It's a time for you to be led by and towards what feels good. Follow the muddy footprints and popsicle debris of your inner child down the path towards self-love and easy expression. Leo, your dark moon is hitting is hitting hard in your fourth house of home and ancestry. It's a tender moment for you and you may be tempted to relive, relive the past or waste time reimagining it. Mm, that's a whole word right there. Instead, spend time honoring yourself for how you have healed from the pain you inherited and the truth you were dealt. Virgo, and I'm paying attention to the Virgo one because it's in my rising and I understand things a little bit differently about natal chart. Anyways, TMI, right? <laughs> While you never need an invitation to practice the kind of solitude of the new moon typically that the new moon typically calls for, this cycle is activating your third house of communication, providing the impetus to connect. So impetus is like a push. Um, whatever that, that looks like, whatever, no, whether that looks like 
making an overdue phone call, writing a long letter, or taking a walk with a friend, give someone the medicine of your words. Well, these podcasts are the medicines of my word. <laughs> so, um, Libra, this new moon activates your second house of possessions and values, making this an auspicious time to call it into being abundance in myriad forms. Okay, so this makes it an auspicious time to call into being abundance in myriad forms. Remember, Libra, the first step towards reaping rewards of any kind is believing that you deserve them. Ooh. Mm. So, Scorpio, you're in the apex power at present, Scorpio. Apex means at the height. Um, and this is little, and there is little you can't do with the sun new moon and Mars in your sign and on your side. Consider your wants wisely and take care not to waste your wishes. Sir, yes, sir. Ma'am, yes, ma'am. Duly heated. Sagittarius. The new moon is activating your 12th house of the unseen and the unconscious. So this is very interesting because remember, we're, we're being told that in this dark space, you're being called to tap into your third eye, tap into your intuition. Sagittarius, so you might feel this a little bit more. This new moon is activating your 12th house of the unseen and the unconscious. This lunation may trigger a mild to severe case of existential, existential dread, archer folk. So it's saying Sagittarius is an archer. So you might have a severe case of just dreading, you know, your whole existence that's what they mean by existential dread. It's kind of like a uh, midlife crisis. You're starting to question your whole existence. Okay. So I'm, I'm spending just a little bit more time with you because I really want you to push through this energy. You are probably embodying that, that stubborn energy that I was talking about in the Oracle reading where not, we got, we, all of us got reminded last week that we need to sit down and take it you know, account of our reality. And it, it's just something that you really don't look forward to. Um, Sagittarius Arch, Archer, you are the type of person that likes to set aim and go in that direction. And maybe things might have, you know, missed the mark a little bit, but that's okay. We're being gently reminded, you know, um, to look in the mirror and tap into your intuition. I've been saying that we're not doing things the way that we used to, Right. So, but um, the difference is, I'm going to spend time with you, baby Sagittarius here, because um, remember, I've been saying throughout this, leading up to this point, you're developing mastery, right? My Sagittarius archer babies, right? And so the thing about archery, right, is the more you practice, the better you get at it. There's actually, from what I'm starting to have come to my memory, is there are people who can do archery blindfolded. Am I lying or am I am I am I or am I telling the truth? So you're being called to like catch your breath. You've reflected on um, you know, where you're your arch has landed in the past and it might be sucky. It might be all over the place. It might not have even hit the board, but if I wanted to encourage you Sagittarius, like maybe just if you haven't before 
just go look at some YouTube videos just to get a better understanding of how this really applies to how you've been approaching life. And look at how these people take aim and think about the, the mastery, but you're moving different. I've been talking a lot about how a lot of us that have resigned and left our jobs, we're not doing things the same anymore. We're doing it with a different energy. We're moving from things being hard and difficult, and we're moving to gamma energy. A lot of us were in alpha energy where we were like using our muscle and um, really, you know, doing things the hard way. But the thing about the archery is you actually have to relax. And now you're paying attention to, you know, direction and all of these other things that come into your mind, it becomes more of a mind thing versus you being able to point at something. Right? So I feel like these messages are a little bit for you a little bit more. And this Scorpio energy is like, the test is going to be, the litmus test is, it doesn't mean you're not going to have that test. It means this is an opportunity for you to really tap into that third eye energy. This this moment's for you. This new Scorpio, new moon in Scorpio is for you. It says, be brave. You will not find the cure for fear in fleeing from it, only in staring straight at it. So there's that staring, that third eye energy. All right, you guys know I can only do 30 minutes at a time. So let me close out the segment and then continue on with Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And then I'm going to read a couple more articles. Okay, peace. All right, so now let's continue on to the next one, which is Capricorn. So it says, this new moon is encouraging camaraderie in your 11th house of friends and community. So camaraderie has to do with companionship, friends, colleagues around you. Now, more than ever, you are open to the possibility that while you can do it alone, the process of getting it done can be sweetened by collaboration. I like that. Aquarius, the new moon in Scorpio is moving through your 10th house of career and public perception and facing off with Uranus, the volatile ruler. Sudden twists of fate, radical changes, and new opportunities are at hand. Seize the moment, Aquarius. Be open to all and trust that everything is conspiring for your greatest good. Yes. Okay. So my uh, moon is in Pisces. So I'm paying attention to this one as well. And you're welcome to to have listened to them the way that you see fit for yourself. But it says this new moon in your ninth house of travel and philosophy and higher learning wants you to feed your head, Pisces. Any combination of book reading, microdosing, um, doors, records, and subliminal stimuli, stimuli should do the trick. Doors records. I don't know what that is. And subliminal stimuli should do the trick. See broad horizons and strange shores. Oh, that resonates so much with my little soul. Because you guys, I love, I love a good sunset, a good... um 
sunrise and it's something about those horizons but the broad horizons like you can just see the whole city the valley you know who has their lights on who's awake who's driving um the greenery the the paths and strange shores oh i'm so here for it strange shores you guys know one of my favorite coasts to go along is um, Malibu, but there's almost an invitation to go check out like Catalina or a different, you know, San Diego. Um, and then here, just reminding you to feed your head. Yeah, you know, just staying in my brain space. So I hope that was a blessing to you. I'm going to try to remember to do a timestamp so that if that's your thing, you'll have gotten it. So let's go to the next article. This article here says, it's by shape.com. It says, November 2021, new moon in Scorpio, all about embracing the darkness within. Mm. Wow. That, I mean, it would make sense that they're all congruent or that they're all resonating because it's the same energy. But we're looking at it from a different writer's perspective. So embracing the darkness within. We're being told to tap into our intuition Okay, with this opposition to the planet of stunning change and rebellion, this new moon will inspire a whole new chapter. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, shout outs to the writer of this one. The other one, I didn't see a writer, but this one is by Marissa Brown. She wrote on November 3rd. Shout outs to you. Like just the intro right there already has me, sis. Like, ooh. So it says every year, Scorpio season, which runs between October 23rd to the 21st, November 21st sets the stage for cultivating more intimate relationships. Oh, and stepping into your power. You guys, this one is going to be long. I'm going to tell you this right now. Me and Marissa, we we gone. She set the table. I'm going to serve you the dish. Me and Marissa, let, let's lay it out for you. This, this is going to be a long one. So do, you might want to settle in, get yourself a little, your, you know, hot cider or your make your smoothie. This is going to be good. This says it is setting the stage for cultivating more intimate relationships and stepping into your power. And you've been hearing me, but did you just hear what I said? Because I've been talking a lot about, and this is not just me, you know, this is stuff that you can take to the bank that we have receipts for, right? Venus retrograde is very much about setting the table for relationships. Okay? Now, this thing about power, I know that with the transfer of money, there's going to be changes in power dynamics. Okay? So when you talk about setting the stage to cultivate more intimate relationships, and we're talking about working with the energy, and you know there could be some difficulties coming, but I already was kind of playing around with you guys and saying, if you know that there's going to be some difficult energy to work through with your, if you're already in a relationship with your masculine or with your divine feminine in December, and you're going to have to revisit some conversations or things might get a little bit difficult and you have to push through it. During all this time when Mercury is direct, when Jupiter is direct, and Jupiter is working in your favor. So, you know, divine masculines, when you buy her those roses, it's like, it's one thing when she's like, oh, babe, that's so sweet. But now she's going to be like, oh, 
babe, thanks for the roses. Like, let me make you some breakfast. What do you want for dinner? Do you like this dress? Do you like this lingerie? Do you like this perfume? How are you doing, boo? Like, can I do anything for you? It's expanding the energy of whatever you're doing that's positive. One of the things that I didn't get to mention um, before, if you've been following with me and keeping up with what I'm saying, uh, one of the things I wanted to add is this is where you start those healthy habits with with your um, divine counterparts. This is where, because you know that the energy has been expanded and Mercury's direct, make sure that when you go to bed at night, you're not going to bed angry. So for the next what? Uh, so we're, oh, we're in November, you guys. I keep forgetting. But for the next 30 days, every night, it takes 20 days to, to form a habit. Every night, check in with your partner. <laughs> Send the good nights. Let them feel comfortable sharing with you all the good things that are going at work. Because when you hit that difficult energy and they kind of drop off the radar and you kind of know that they're probably mad at you now you can say babe I you know I know we talk every night and you're avoiding me tonight I want to you know just connect with you we do it every night I don't want to go to bed with you angry tonight and I joked with you guys too about saying like if you already are just living your best life everybody's in love and this is when you find out what his favorite meals are And, you know, the things that he, what's his love language? Because when you scratch his car in December and now he's mad at you and you're trying to figure out all this energy about what materialism means and communicating if you're upset or holding it in and pacifying the anger. Now you already know, oh, when he bought me those roses, I know that he likes his eggs sunny side up. So now, you know, because you've cultivated that relationship, right? Listen to the words, cultivate, intimate. It's setting the stage to cultivate intimate relationships. You can be going through all this energy just blinded, but now we're tapping into the placements of the stars, how to use the energy to our advantage. We know what we're in and we know where we're heading towards. So now you cultivated that, that, that relationship. You know things are going good. And you set the patterns and the habits So that when you scratch his car or something goes wrong, babe, I am so sorry I scratched your car. I know it costs X amount. Let me make you some sunny side um, eggs up. I know that's not going to fix everything, but let's talk about it tonight. Like how we talk every night. Let's work through the energy. Let me let me start to research and find out where you can take it, how much your insurance is going to cover, blah, blah, blah. You see what I'm saying? Just that one sentence alone. And this could have meant just nothing to you. You could have just skimmed through this article and you're blind. But now we're tapping into that third eye, into the darkness, right? Into the astrology and heading to Age of Aquarius. And then this is how you have those successful unions. This is how you step into wealth. This is how you step into your power. This is how you step into that Magi energy where now you're catching every single blessing that's coming your way. Because you see it coming and you're ready for it. You stay ready. 
if I do this for every sentence, we're going to be here for a long time. So let me try to push through this energy, through this article by Marissa. It says the fixed water sign is co-ruled by both assertive Mars, which rules sex, energy, and action, and transformative Pluto, which uh, oversees rebirth, death, power, and control. A dynamic duo if there ever was one. I agree. I have seen those energies in my life. Um, it's, it's, I'm starting to like dealing with it. Um, but anyways, a dynamic duo if there ever was one. The Scorpion is also the ruler of the eighth house of emotional bonds and sexual intimacy. Oh, I see. And that's why I'm here for it. I, Scorpio, you just better trust and believe the sex is on point, but I'll be giving you little clues that lead to the intimacy. I already told you I did dip in there the lingerie, did I not? Some of y'all might have missed it, some of y'all might have not. <laughs> okay. But um and also emotional bonds. I talked about what their relationship means for you to buy her the flowers, for you to make him the home cooked meal, to to have the intimate conversations at night. The emotional bond. Your girl is bringing it to you. I'm coming at you with Empress energy. All right. Um, in other words, its vibes and its terrain is deep, essential, and incredibly intense. I'm telling you. And you can expect its annual new moon this year, exact on Thursday, November 4th at 514. So if you're listening to this, um, actually, wait, wait, wait. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Oh, oh, so if you're listening to this, depending on what time you listen to this, I'm still ahead of the game because I'm forgetting that it's three o'clock in the morning on Thursday morning. But this is supposed to be um, 514 Eastern time to take on that feeling as well. Some of you, if you're more into the exact timing, then, you know, I'm not there yet, but it's happening today, Thursday, around 5 p.m. Eastern time. And maybe what we can do is just pay attention to how what's going on around us around that time, right? Because we're starting to learn to work with the energy. Let's just kind of remember to, you know, set our timers and see, just sit in, in the darkness and just see what how people are moving around you for the next couple of hours after that. It says, here are all the details and how you can best navigate the Scorpio new moon. Marisa, Marissa is coming through. Okay, so it says, what new moons mean? First, a new moon basic as an astro- astrological counterpart point to full moons. New moons happen when the moon is not illuminated by the sun from our perspective on Earth. Okay, so it's just saying it's dark. It's hosted by a deep, dark, blank slate sky. Uh, you might imagine that the new moon is offering up a vision board. Ooh, you guys, have I not been talking about the Versace on the vision board? <laughs> imagine that the new moon is offering up a vision board on which you can scribble your intentions. Oh my God, you guys, this is so delicious. Freaking a spiritual orgasm right there for real because it's like did i not and i'm learning like i'm high off of this because i'm getting confirmations when i sometimes doubt myself and that's confirmation for me because i'm glad i followed the prompting to put up the versace on vision board 
right? And it's kind of like, but it doesn't even fit the theme. I'm trying to, you know, put out a podcast about this whole Brittany Renner and what's going on with the, you know, choosing your partner and counterfeit, you know, dating and what they bring to the table. And the fine sources like, sis, put up the Versace vision board, put up the Versace vision board, put up the Versace on the vision. And I, I paid attention to it. And I, I, and so here, Marissa's coming in behind me and she's saying, imagine that the new moon is offering a vision board on which you can scribble your intentions. And I love that because it's so unconventional. Some of the messages we've been getting about, we're not thinking about things linear anymore or direct. Um, we're stepping away from the, one of the things I talked about in that podcast about Versace on the vision board, we're moving away from having to actually write. We're not always going to have our journal and our um, crystals and our money jar and our and that type of stuff around us and our candles. But you could literally be anywhere under the sound of my voice right now and look up into the dark sky, not just tonight, but any other night and to visually you know, on the darkest night when things probably could feel it's at its worst. Scribble your intentions with your mind on that whole broad horizon. That is so, such a delicious energy, you guys. I really hope that you're right there with me. Um, That is beautiful. It says, new moons traditionally present a chance to get to get clear on long-term dreams, goals, and big picture projects. And in order to lock them in, you can practice a ritual like opening up to a therapist or loved one, journaling, lighting a candle, or doing a visualization practice, right? So there's a couple more things that you can do there. If you have access to it, great. If not, just go into your mind and, you know, into the visualization practice. Think of it as your monthly and very rarely twice monthly astrological nudge to pinpoint something you want to accomplish. Then design your ultimate action plan for getting there. And she's saying a whole word there too, you guys. I've been saying divine source is really trying to get us to like really, she said the word nudge. Like really gently pushing us like last week they then told us new new moon energy is the perfect time to manifest. Sit in the mirror. Come on, let's get your stuff together because it's getting us ready for this new moon energy. But one of the things with manifestation, yes, we go into our mind, but come up with the action part. We're talking about balancing divine masculine, divine feminine energies. Some of us are all action plan, but we're doing the same old plan. I was talking to Sagittarius earlier and we're just focused on like pulling out another arrow and shooting, pull another arrow and shooting, just action, 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 divine masculine energy, but we're not tapping into the spiritual side. And some of us are just so spiritual, but we're scared to pull that arrow out and take aim and shoot. You got to have both. You got to visualize Set your intentions, make sure that it's clear what you want, and then take action. Have to take action. You can sit there and manifest and have the vision board and have all these beautiful things on the vision board. But if you're not taking action to cultivate that romantic relationship and to practice communication styles and to 
um, get your business in place and to look for means of passive income and to set up your LLCs and and that type of stuff, it's not going to happen, right? So it says themes of the November 2021 Scorpio New Moon. People whose birth chart features Scorpio placements find tend to be razor focused and deeply feeling uniquely comfortable with the heavy underbelly of life. Power and control issues and the natural cycle of death and rebirth. I wouldn't say it's I feel like the older you get, especially with the Scorpio placement, you start to get comfortable with it. And you can even hear that when I talk about it in the podcast for the 5-1 ratio, for especially for melanated for Black women, you start to get comfortable with the energy. Like, regardless of how things get deep and dark in here, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> you really could turn all the lights out and I'll be just singing my songs to myself and laughing and thinking the most pettiest things about because I know the wheel, the lights going to come out, the sun going to come out, it's not always going to be dark, right? But this energy is like we're inviting the rest of you signs, you know, the rest of your zodiac signs to just tap into our energy, start to feel comfortable with what it means with the power, the control issues, the natural cycles of death and rebirth. They can be intense, magnetic, airily in tune with their intuition and their sexuality, psychic, self-possessed, and controlling. Mm. I was going to try to deny it and rebuke it, but it's true. I I (laughs) could be controlling. It says one of the four fixed signs, so the others being Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius. So those other four signs are fixed. Score people often dig their heels in, especially around emotional attachments. Oh, this is true. Like, once I like you, it's a wrap. (laughs) And this new moon, ruled by the scorpion, offers a prime opportunity to connect with your most intimate desires and the shadow side of life. By doing so, you might find it's easier to celebrate whatever makes you unique and to kick off a deep, deeply fulfilling new chapter. Regardless, regardless of its aspects to other planets, Scorpio New Moon generally asks you to grapple with heavy, deep-rooted feelings and burn down, burn that motherfucker down, burn down whatever is toxic in order to claim your power. Yes, I definitely endorse that message. And remember, we've been talking about dealing with your reality. There's that gentle reminder again. Deal with it. Um, Sagittarius had said that you um, didn't want to deal with that. Um, what was the word that they used? Existential, existential, um, like trauma. You know, like the the midlife crisis type of thing. Like you're starting to question your whole existence. It says grapple with it, but then it says burn down whatever is toxic. Burn that down. You know. Light a match for me, for real, on that one. Light a match up for me on that one. I don't know if you need to write down some of the the negative things that went. Do this for your girl. Write down all the negative things that you really were scared and afraid of. For real, write it down on a piece of paper. Burn it. Light a match and burn it for me, you know. And that will mean a lot to me to know that that's a tool that's going to really help you get through some hurdles and address it in order to claim your power. That might sound like a lot, and it is. 
this year it might even be more so because it opposes game changer Uranus, the planet of rebellion and breakthroughs in Taurus, the fixed earth sign. Although the opposition occurs in fixed signs that pretty much despise, <laughs> this is true, it says that even though the opposition occurs in fixed signs that pretty much despise diverting from whatever is tried and true, Uranus's appetite for studying, y'all know y'all laughing at that word, I don't really want to say it again, the appetite for stunning out of the blue shakeups is a prevailing force here. So saying fixed signs, we really don't like to to be a duck that's turned off the nest. Like we like to stick to what we know. And I think Taurus was in there too, because I know y'all Taurus. Uh, yeah, Taurus is in there. Y'all just stubborn as all hell. Get out. But hey, I'm in there with you. Scorpio's in there with you too. So it says that we might be more opposed to you know diverting. Um, the the face off between an emotional new moon and the bull's eye planet will push you to face your inner truth and individuality in order to to move in a different direction. And you know this one, you guys, uh, it's funny because I mentioned bull's eye, which is Taurus. So I, this is probably resonating a lot with Taurus. Um, if if you feel yourself fighting it and that stubborn energy that I've been talking about, Sagittarius, Taurus, and also bull's eye. Um, Sagittarius, when you talk about the archer and the bullseye and setting your aim, this you, you're getting these messages like back to back to back. But it's okay because divine source is being so gentle with you and giving you all the confirmation you need. You know, every little push, every little tap, even with the sound of my feminine voice, you know, coming at you, it's like a gentle water that's just rushing over your soul. And so take those little nudges. If I keep nudging you and tapping you, you're going to get to exactly where you you need, okay? And you're not just going to get it from me. You're going to get it from other places. But they're going to be gentle nudges, you know. But, 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 But move. Let's get you moving. It says, whether this means literally moving in with your significant other or redefining what success means to you, the status quo simply won't stand now. Right? It's not the normal way of doing things. Been getting those messages over and over and over. Uranus has a way of inspiring exciting breakthroughs, but also laying the groundwork for grass for gasp worthy. Ooh, I love that. Unexpected incidents and even accidents. So it might be best to especially to be especially alert, aware, and cautious. Excuse me, in the couple of days ahead of following the new moon so we've at this point because your girl is recording it on the day of but we're going to try to do these a little bit a couple days before you might have noticed as you're listening to this like maybe you had to be a little bit more alert aware and of the days leading up into the new moon at the same time messenger mercury will be moving toward a friendly sextile to a sweet relationship-oriented Venus, you guys. Mercury is direct right now. Remember, we've been paying attention to the how the things move. And as we're going to that uh, retrograde in Venus, the relationships, oh, this is so 
I love it. I'm going to read it again. It says, at the same time, messenger Mercury. Mercury has to do with communication, you guys. So when I'm talking about Mercury going direct, um, and yeah, it, it's, it says it's moving towards a friendly sex style to sweet relationship-oriented Venus. Blending communication with pleasure and creativity. Oh my gosh, whoever is in a relationship right now is going to be getting that good, good, that juicy, juicy, hey. And so, so you can expect heartwarming, harmonious interactions with friends and loved ones in the days around the new moon, and particularly on November 6th. So your girl going to be Snoopy. I'm snooping it on you guys. What is What day is the 6th? So that's two days out. Ooh, this Saturday. Mm. Okay. It would be a good time for you to maybe plan a girl's night out or something. Or do something with your boo. That uh, Saturday, November 6th. That's so, such a beautiful energy. Like, for real, if you get it, I'm, I'm being led to just... And this is the romantic person in me. I have Mars and Leo too, so it's like just super romantic. But... You already know what's coming up. And I already told you what's coming up in December. Plan something a little, you know, of all of the elements. Sweet, a sweet date where you can communicate and have a little bit of romance and maybe a little bit of sex, right? November 6th, or if you're going to be focusing with family and friends, just schedule something nice where you can sit by the fireplace and make them some apple cider and some cookies and order some pizza and Take advantage of that because we have rough times coming ahead, but you want to have something fond and a memory that makes it worth the fight when you hit that rough energy. You remember the the precious memories that are coming out of this time. Oh, it's like all the ingredients are there, but are you going to bake that cake? All of the ingredients are there. So just take advantage of it, you know? It says who the perfect new moon will affect the most. So if you were born when the sun was in the sign of Scorpion, Scorpion, which is your girl, oh boy, what are we going to get into here? All right, let me close out this podcast. But um, if you're Scorpio's uh, sun, then we're about to find out. I, ha- I haven't looked at it yet, so I might. Let me see if I'm going to cry. Let me close out this section, and then we're going to go to the rest of the article. One moment. All right. So I just saved the title there. Let's get into the rest of it. So it says, who the Scorpio new moon will affect the most? If you were born when the sun was in the sign of Scorpion, annually from the 23rd of October to 21st of November, or with your personal planet. So if it's if you have um, Scorpio in your Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, or Mars. And it's in... And my Venus is in Scorpio, too. Um, it's something you can learn from your natal chart. You'll feel this new moon more than the most. So I'm going to try to make a note of that when I do the description. So if you're if you're a new moon... If you're... Um, if you have Scorpio in your Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, or Mars, you're going to feel it more than most. If you want to get even more specific, check to see if you have 
a personal planet that falls, oh, okay, that falls within five degrees of the new moon, 12 degrees Scorpio. Hmm. If so, you could feel a burning desire to 86, or that means the end, (laughs) any relationships, patterns, behaviors, or crutches that aren't in line with your passionate new vision, and to boldly kick off a whole new era of life. So pay attention to that. I mean, this is giving you a kind of heads up. If you feel like you want to just end some relationships or way of doing things. And this is funny. I was talking to my little sister. She probably has Scorpio in one of these placements because she came in today and she was just like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going to, you know, we're, we're both um, tapping into our fitness. And so it's like she's not even known, but it's it's hitting her. And and she's coming at it like hot out the gate, like boom, boom, boom. I'm I'm a change my eating pattern a little bit, I'm, and like it's just boom, boom, boom. I'm like I'm telling you, she's like on it. So that's okay. It's like you can figure out what you want to do with that. You know. Um, similarly, if your rising sign or ascendant falls in a fellow fixed sign, hmm. This is a good article, you guys. If you want to sit with the notes, go to shape.com and go to that article by Marissa Brown. Because I feel like I'm going to have to sit down with this and I don't want to distract from what I'm reading off here. So it says, if your rising sign or ascendant sign falls in a fellow fixed sign, so Taurus is fixed earth, Leo is fixed fire, Aquarius is fixed air, you'll be inspired to set intentions related to relationships and security as the new moon will affect your fourth house of home life, which is Leo. So I'm just taking a mental note right here. Um, I don't have any of those rising fixed signs. Okay. So it says the, the new moon will affect your fourth house of the home life, which is for Leo. Tenth house of career, if you're, if you're rising is Aquarius. Or seventh house of partnership if your rising sign is Taurus. Okay, so I hope I read it in such a way that it was helpful to you. It is also worth checking your natal chart to see if any of your personal planets fall in a fixed sign between 7 to 17 degrees. As in that case, you'll feel this new moon more than others. And they have a related one here. It says, what does Chiron mean in astrology? You guys, I have a love-hate relationship with the Chiron. Personally, I hate it. Like, I want no parts of Chiron. I've noticed every time Chiron shows its, its little planet energy, I'm like, oh, just, mm. But I'm learning to just, instead of fighting it, I just let it run through and do its thing. But I don't like Chiron energy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> It better not be affecting me. The thrilling takeaway. So every month, no matter what sign a new moon falls in, their astrological their astrological moments primed for gaining clarity. Okay? Primed for gaining clarity. Thanks to its passionate, bold, and okay, maybe it's a bit whiplash-inducing tone, the energy around November's new moon could feel a little daunting. You might feel your anxiety tick up and as though you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
Doing your best to be mindful and open to whatever the moment brings, a valuable lesson that Scorpio and other fixed signs are always learning, can make the experience more illuminating than irritating. So yeah, with this energy, just be mindful um, of the moment. And yeah. As one of the most deep, deeply feeling and dynamic signs of the Zodiac, Scorpio has no problem swimming in the deep end of emotion and getting cozier with the darker side of life. Again, like I said, like I, you know, and that's what people really think about. It's like they think that we just want to be feeling so deep in my feelings. Yes and no. Because <laughs> when you're on the deep end of emotions, it could take you to depression like how I was going through. I'm just barely getting out of it like a whole year. Like that's how much in love I was, right? So, and, and deep emotions of anger or, or those type of things. But I think it's like, I'm starting to be more comfortable with it in a sense. Like I accept it. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know about all about Scorpio has no problem swimming in the deep end of the emotion. Ah, this, all right, let me, let me get back on track here. It says, Scorpio has no problem swimming in the deep end of emotion, Lord, and getting cozy with the darker side. I wouldn't say I like to get chummy with it. I feel like I, I you know, I definitely have my boxing gloves. Like, okay. <laughs> but, hey, maybe she knows something I don't know. Cozy with the dark side of life. Mm. Mm. It says, the fixed, si- the fixed water sign also has a tendency to hold on to anything that makes them comfortable. This is true. But what's wrong with that, though? <laughs> Even at the expense of moving forward. Mm. Okay. I take that. I receive that. Because what it's saying is that I could be so comfortable. Um, I really could have been comfortable. And and I know this played out with my job because there were times where I was at a job just maybe one or two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or 10 years too long, <laughs> longer than I should have been. Um, I was at one position for 10 years, um, but I really should have left after three. Um but I was making salary. They had paid for my, they were paying for my tuition and they were, um, they also paid for my house. But truth be told, you know, when I talk about me being able to be like where I want to be multimillionaire in three years, it's like, I set myself back. And so because things were comfortable, it got to the point where I had to have the rug pulled out for me right along with everybody in the pandemic and um and so it's like I really could have and should have been pushing along much faster um but it is what it is and that's why I think I'm gonna just really tap in with my Taurus you know Taurus and Sagittarius like I'm right there in the boat with you but when you get these little gentle nudges um the way that I was getting them back then like take heed like, let the gentle push take one step. If you listen to the oracle, just take that one step, taking it from somebody who has this in their personality. It's like, just take the one step 
don't be afraid about the whole big picture. It's completely different when you have the rug pulled out from under you and both your feet are on the rug versus if you have one foot off or you then got off the rug, they can pull the rug if they want to. But it's like, because you took that one step, it's like things will be different for you. So I could see that. I, I really, I'm going to take that for what that is and move forward with that for real. Um, And I want to, this is, you guys are kind of hearing the musing side of me, but I'm really trying to ingrain an imprint in my mind. I know that I'm going to get to a point where things are really comfortable in terms of income. And so I need to always remember that, yes, it's comfortable, but try to keep pushing myself, you know, to do, be a better version of myself. So, all right. It says this lunar moment highlights a push pull We've all felt between sticking with what we know versus exploring uncharted territory in an effort to be true to ourselves. Wow, like this Marissa person, this is good. This is really good. And she definitely, like you heard me talking about it, but then I'm reading the paragraph, right? And it's it's very much a push and pull between what we've known um, versus uncharted territory. At this point, it doesn't matter if you're Scorpio, Aquarius, Pisces, Virgo, Leo, uh, you know, Capricorn, Sagittarius. Everything that all of us are going through right now is uncharted territory. But we're being prompted by divine source. Like we need to break out, step out on faith. If it's just even a baby step. So it says the Sabian symbol. I don't know what that is. So she says here, the Sabian symbol, which is a system shared by a clairvoyant named Elsie Wheeler that illustrates the meaning of each degree of the zodiac. Yo, she just put me on game. I'm going to look into this. So she's saying the Sabian symbol, which illustrates the meaning of each degree of the zodiac for the exact spot in Scorpio where the new moon is. An inventor performs a laboratory experiment. So she's, because I understand that if you're listening to this and versus reading it, it, it can sound a little confusing. So I'm going to try to read it in a way that is helpful to you. So she's saying that the symbol is falling, first Scorpio is falling in a um, new moon under the placement where it, the, the theme would be an inventor performs a laboratory experiment. Okay. That's kind of like the energy or the, the story that we're dealing with right now. An inventor performing a laboratory experiment. That's a whole word that I think I, I don't have time to go into, but that is very loaded statement right there. It characterizes this lunar event as an opportunity to get curious and bridge the gap between what you know intuitively and intellectually. Then, by remaining open and true to yourself, the end result could prove positively game-changing. Yeah, because when you think about an inventor in a laboratory, it's kind of like you have all of these other elements that you know, but you're putting it together in such a way that you're going to produce a different result than any of those things by themselves, right? Remember, I was talking to you about gamma energy, and I was talking to you about how a lot of us have all of these different skills from the jobs we've been in over our life experiences. And so you've had 
you're coming at things differently. You're coming at it with the knowledge in background here, working in this office, working in that office. You've found out what you're good at, what you're not good at, who you need in your life. Um, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? So when you're applying this to your business, it's like now you're producing your business. That's what the that's what the new invention is being an entrepreneur for yourself, but you have all of these other ingredients that were standalone, you know, like when I worked at Victoria's Secret, I learned more about people skills, learning the the quality of the products, learning the marketing side of things. When I was working as a security dispatcher, I learned about, you know, entering logs in. I also did an internship with them that they still use with the police department to report, you know, response time. So it's like, that's when I started to understand that I'm really good at database management and statistics and that type of thing. You know, when I was working at this other job, I learned my strengths in event planning. Okay, so boom. So now I want to start my own business. Um, And I look forward to sharing this more with you guys a little bit more moving forward. I I really want to see what I can do with the Etsy store and my bracelets. But when I tell you this is about a year out from now, um, but I know there's little things I want to have to put in place. Um, But then now it's like I understand like, oh, one, one job that I had, I had to do like typo website management. Right. So now I can apply what it means to create my website, what happens on the back end, what are the logistics and then planning the grand opening and keeping track of my inventory using database. Like now I'm taking all these different ingredients and applying it to an invention that's my own that's going to produce results that are the sum of all of those different things. So I hope that illustration was helpful to you guys. And so here it ends. The article is by Marissa Brown is a writer and astrologer with more than 15 years of experience. In addition to being Shape's resident astrologer, she contributes to InStyle, ParentsAstrology.com and more. Ooh, she has an Instagram. Listen, right now, even though I'm on this podcast, I am, boom, just followed her. Wow. Yeah, you guys, she's on um she's on Instagram. Go check her out. She's a LA-based journalist, author and astrologer. Um she has 1800 posts. And here her latest post says your November 2021 horoscope for health, love and success. So yeah, you guys will definitely want to go check her out. Um, seems like a fun, bubbly person and yeah, go show her some support over there. Ah, this was really good. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm good. Oh, 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 no, I'm on social media. Let me get off this thing. That, That was gross. Oh my gosh. What I just thought was gross. Okay. So I hope this was a blessing to you. Um, I don't know if this is going to scare you guys off that it was so long. I know one of the the last ones that was like an hour and 53 minutes, you guys were like, oh, hell no, I want no parts of it. Um, and it's okay because I felt like at that time I was like, I listen, if you kind of didn't want to listen to it because it was an hour and 53 minutes, as good as it was, I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Hell no. But yet here we are, right? So 
this is one of those that it is a little bit time sensitive, but at the same time, I feel like some of the, the information that we get from these things are um, timeless. Um, it's a part of me growing alongside you. And as I'm learning, um, this is going to help me understand new moon energy for next month and for future months. And it's going to add to a more comprehensive um, understanding and knowledge, right? Sometimes it can feel frustrating. Um, and so basically, you're in the classroom with me. And you're right there pulling the articles with me. And I know that this will help somebody, <laughs> even if it is further down the, the, the road. Um, so thank you if you've listened this far. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I just hope it was a blessing to you. I know it was a blessing to me. And I know that it's stuff that I read anyways. It's stuff that I read. It's stuff that I marinate on. Um, so why not share that experience with you? behind the scenes, you know, the things that go on behind the scenes that are contributing to the to the makeup of who I am. Because it's going to be very interesting, I think, with this, as you've been watching my journey, like, and I know where I'm trying to, you know, place my target for, for the next 12 months, next 24 months, next 36 months. And one day I'm like, I'm going to be sitting there and be like, oh my goodness, I'm legit on my throne. Like right now, I feel like I'm walking to my Empress throne. I'm taking a step closer every month. And, um, you know, there's that whole idea of sitting on the throne. And, that, and in that time frame, it's going to be like, sit back and be like, I'm on the throne. And all the energy that comes with that and being able to run my empire, you know, and to have the banquets and to have the, you know, um, employees that are working for me to make sure that my empire is running well, but to import and export all the goods that we need to run a successful empire, um, everything from food to clothing, to housekeeping, to security, to taking care of the pets. You know, you guys know I'm going to have an uh, empire with peacocks. <laughs> you guys probably thought that was funny, but yeah, I like peacocks. I want to get, um, one of my properties, I know I want to have like peacocks, but I want to get them from when they're babies, like when they hatch um, and that type of thing. So this is leading up to that moment. And I think, you know, I'm just being led, like I'm kind of allowing myself to go into the muse energy. It is what it is. But one of the things that came up is sometimes people get so jealous you know, of people who are successful. And if there's any indication why you should not be jealous is because of this exact moment right here. People really don't see what went on behind the scenes, all the hard efforts, all the, the months leading up to it, the thought process that went into it, the determination, the discipline, the consistency, the learning, the application of the rules. And so then you know, the energy that got me here and that will get me there won't be the same. It's going to be different and there's going to be peop different people ebbing in and out, right? And so it's going to, I know it's going to be that time when I'm on my throne and it's 
probably going to be some people like just, oh, who does she think she is? Why is she sitting on a throne? Why is she wearing her crown like that? Why is it so heavy? Why is it blinging though? Why is it blinding me though? Do you know the cost leading up to this? Back in October 2021, I started to, to study the placement of the stars. I started to set up my LLC, look at passive income. I put money into different investments so that it could mature and start to put passive income in my account. I started to research what kind of property I wanted. What does it mean for me to have my own vineyard? You know, um, what does it mean for me to have different franchises? What does it mean for me to have, you know, my own luxury car rental business? What are the financing, leasing and terms? How much, what's my credit score need to be? Um, What is my personal credit and my business credit? Way back in 2021. So, you know, one of the things is like, me, I'm not going to feel guilty at all. And, and, you know, how they talk about different signs, zodiac signs. And sometimes people say, well, Jesus wouldn't do this either. You know, it just depends. I'm, listen, I have pettiness all in my, um, in my sign, in my natal chart. That's how God made me. Okay. So when you come at me with that energy in two, three years, and you feeling like I'm stunting and I'm blinging and I'm shining. Don't do not come for me because at that point I didn't send for you. But I'm going to be petty with you. I'm going to give you a petty response. And then you're going to be feeling some kind of way. And I'm going to have to pull up this podcast and be like, go to the third segment at 2242 seconds. Because there's a message just for you right there. But um, <laughs> it's, it's something about being petty because especially when you know what's coming. And it's like, I know it's going to be one person that's going to really try to step to me and be trying to give me the side eye and be jealous and try to get me back down into the poverty mindset. And it's like, no, 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 baby girl. I paid the cost for this bling in crown. I paid for this throne. I paid for all of this stuff to be in place. Cried those tears, you know, put in the muscle work, plowing the soil, made sacrifices. So one thing you're not going to do is embarrass me for where my Versace shades, for those of you who've been with me for a while. Mm-mm. Oh, hell no. Worked too freaking hard. And to see the results of the mastery paying off, the craftsmanship, to see the results, you know, as above, so below. Yeah, so that was for someone. I'm playing here, you know what, just for fun, just for kicks. I'm probably abusing this energy because I know you guys are going to see this long-ass podcast. And then really every minute that passed by, you're going to be like, oh, Lord. I'm learning this. Um, it's like the Tarot Rider. Tarot tar Rider, wait. But I, I have stayed away from it because it doesn't have words on it. Um, and... Let's see what pops out. Oh, here we go. What's the card? Eight of Cups. What does Eight of Cups mean? I'm going to look it up real quick. Let's just have some fun here, you guys. 
Eight of Cups. Disappointment, abandonment, withdrawal, escapism. Trying one more time, indecision, aimless, drifting, walking away. Eight of Cups, a man walks away from eight cups standing in the foreground. Cups are arranged in a way that looks like one is missing. Sign that emotional fulfillment and wholeness is lacking. Man has turned his back on the cups with a sense of loss and disappointment and shuffles into the mountains. A nearby river symbolizes his emotions and the mountains represent the awareness that this will not be an easy journey that will be necessary for true long-term happiness. And the part that sticks out to me, this kind of sounds daunt, but I love that the part that's in the parentheses, though, is what I'm talking about. It is necessary for true long-term happiness. This Eight of Cups, it could sound so negative, but the thing is, he is already walking towards his empire to get that missing cup. And the thing is, that's when he gets that next cup. It's it's heading towards fulfillment and that empress energy. This is very much when we're talking about, um, I'm going to make this make sense for you. Remember we were saying that it can be dark. It can feel really dark right now, but we're really being told to step into our intuition there's something about him going from that eighth cup to that ninth cup he already understands the process of getting all those eight cups so him going to look for the ninth cup is going to be he knows it's going to be some you know hurdles he has to cross but when you get to the nine to the ten and you know you got the full collection when you got the ten cups and now you can have the banquet and the party and the long-term happiness because 10 is completion and he knows there's 10 cups listen going from eight cups to nine to the 10 cups ain't nothing but a g thing baby let me tell you the moon in the night the moon in the night sky illuminates the path ahead remember we talked about the vision board the sky can be your vision board and it's dark but you write your set your intentions the moon this new moon in scorpio in the night sky illuminates the path ahead the man is leaving in the dead of the night hoping to go unnoticed you guys when you're talking about us having to go through some dark deep times and people are really trying to try you right now to trying to stunt on you or embarrass you because you're down and so he's moving it he's moving in silence suggesting that there may be a level of escape or avoidance in this card but when if i don't i i don't know where the 10 of 10 of um the the 10 of cups is and that completion but i bet you it's light and it's a lot of you know so yeah ah oh, that's just okay i'm gonna sign off i'm gonna sign off that was beautiful i'm gonna charge you with love with the love of your life I'm gonna charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible going to charge you with health with wealth with wisdom and prosperity until the next podcast be blessed beloveds peace